Hello and welcome to India Career Center, the one-stop podcast for students, professionals, parents and guardians. In every episode, we will try to deal with a current topic that needs expert advice related to career, career guidance and career mentoring. Please welcome your host Dr. S.P. Mishra to the show and happy listening. Hello and welcome to India Career Center with one more episode with Mr. Ram Krishna Bodu who has been a, a speaker who has done many episodes with us with uh, his great insights into many of the important topics about career guidance uh, today we are going to talk another important topic uh, about uh, the career guidance uh, before that i would like to give a context of what we are going to talk Uh, in my last few weeks of interaction with some of my mentees, uh, what I've come across is that young people, young children who are in the age group, let's say, of anything between 15 to 20, they are overloaded with a lot of information through information uh, channels, YouTube and other social media channels. And they continue to watch them very regularly, which means that they are overloaded with so much of information, which they are probably seeing. And the, the, the algorithms are designed in such a manner in nowadays is that, that whatever somebody is watching, the similar kind of uh, uh, subjects will keep popping up in the social media. Uh, so this is one problem where younger people are seeing a lot of things, which is good. I mean, getting knowledge about the world today is important because the the concept of uh, 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 information and knowledge and the concept of uh, information uh, receiving through different media will continue to grow it will not going to reduce but at the same time one must not get carried away and think that what they are seeing in the social media is the reality because for young children who are in the age group between 15 to 20, they have to formally complete their education in whatever field they want to choose. And, uh, and then post that, they can actually, or during those period of formal education, they can work on their likings or, or skill development and things like that, which can bring about some fantastic idea for future with respect to business. But while doing, uh, uh, say, if you're in 10th grade or 11th grade or 12th grade, you cannot be dreaming about becoming the next Elon Musk. That would be foolhardy to do. Okay, so that is one part of the context. The second part of the context is a lot of our parents are still thinking about how they have gone through the career development part or the career choice part, what they did about 25, 30 years ago. So the careers of 25, 30 years ago are no more relevant actually because things are changing in the world of work very, very rapidly. Uh, as, as we know, most of the works will get automated, which are repetitive in nature. Many of the jobs will become contractual. They may not be really full-time jobs. So there'll be more uh, you know, the focus on skill rather than the job roles. And uh, most of the organizations will actually now look at talent. Wherever talent is there, they will give uh, work there. And they did not actually have a fixed concept of a office or a physical office. I think the concept of working from anywhere is actually becoming a reality already. And this is only going to go and develop further and more. So to discuss about these two complex topics and how one should navigate through both at the level of uh, students as well as for the parents, I think uh, we have Mr. Ramkrishna Bodu, who will share a lot of his uh, insights of how he has dealt about similar topics in the last three, four years of his, uh, you know, as a, as a career mentor, I would like to invite Mr. Bodu to give his uh, first input about what he thinks about these two topics. Yeah, thank you, Mishraji, for having me here once again. It's a pleasure always. Uh, and it's wonderful to, you know, create that value 
to uh, the viewers and listeners about and and, and i must appreciate uh, mishra ji for you picking up such uh, you know specific topics uh, which are very relevant um, to both parents and students and 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 it also there's a possibility that you know some of the parents and students may be thinking a little overwhelmed sometimes when we bring up these topics because uh, because of the the brought up mindset or uh, the grown up environment uh, again there's nothing wrong with it uh, but you know limited to only to think about certain options though there are a lot of changes have been evolving a lot of advancement is taking place uh, you know in technology in careers what not everything so i think this is really and very uh, you know relevant uh, to to hop on to for every parent and child we should at least uh, you know of course we could do a one day a seminar on this as a group it is so deep because there's a lot of research a lot of survey has been done on these factors and there's a lot of predictions have been put forward by organization like mckinsey world economic forum gartner kpmg and futurists especially there are uh, gentlemen who claim themselves as futurists and have been doing a lot of uh, uh, you know predictions based on the historical data and the developments so this is a vast topic but all of that put together i would like to bring it down to a very specific uh, what are those some of the top two or three factors that are actually influencing the world of work though they have already started influencing and we might see it uh, a little adv- more advancement in the years to come so that's one uh, area that i think we should dwell upon point one the point number two what are some of the trends that we have already been witnessing which are actually changing the world of work and and i i would i would sum it up or uh, give some uh, example the predictive examples or uh, some of the developments uh, which are already happening relating it them to specific careers you know per se you know in the technology area or in the healthcare area or in the you know other uh, you know agriculture area and so on and so forth i think that way it will give uh, you know broader understanding Uh, to both parents and students to to get further first let us look at what are those top two or three factors that are actually influencing or helping the world of work to transform uh, when the current generation parents the uh, the parents who are having teenage children when they started their career it is uh, typically about so 15 20 years ago or little little earlier It, the the trend majority of the trend was like you know you finish your graduation post graduation you you get into a job uh, you you get some fixed hours of work to be delivered and then you get a paycheck and most likely um, some may continue in the same uh, role same company same job throughout some may have uh, uh, you know couple of shifts in between uh, as as a company change or a role change but very few would have actually changed their career uh, leave everything what you have done and then transform yourself for something completely new uh, you know that a very little portion of them would have done so that's how the uh, uh, the trend or the the typical way uh, of these careers have been transforming but believe me based on the predictions and the research and surveys being conducted on the technology advancement the future is going to be completely different that which the current generation uh, mid career uh, individuals who are having a teenage children wouldn't have even thought of and of course we would have heard this somewhere here there or read it somewhere so one key factor which is influencing the world of work which is already started technological progress and sharing economy or gig economy is what they call it. technology has been rapidly progressing and you know according to a prediction by mckinsey by 2025 machines or robots will do more work than humans yeah that's what mckinsey has uh, predicted and it also predicted that by 2030 800 million jobs i repeat 800 million jobs could be lost to automation that's a huge now, we don't have to panic about 
equal or more number of jobs will be created in the new areas. All the mundane repetitive tasks will be automated. That means either a machine will take over or a program will take over or a system will take over. I mean, in, in the Western world, uh, per se, more specific example, everybody thinks law is one of the good career to kind of, uh, uh, you know, venture into. Uh, legal in legal is uh, at least in India. In uh, India. Look at that uh, in India. Uh, and of course, there are good amount of, uh, uh, you know, um, youngsters and parents who think of this law as a good career outside India also, but most likely in India. And there's a huge competition for that. Now, do you know Deloitte? Deloitte is one of the technology company. They have predicted that at least in the Western world, because of this uh, IBM Watson and many other, you know, technological adv- advancements happening uh, over a hundred thousand jobs, hundred thousand jobs in the legal sectors could be lost to automation. Yeah. If somebody is thinking that I'm going to become a legal practitioner or a legal advisor, uh, now the companies will say that, uh, thank you so much. We have hired a machine to do it. Now you better become an advocate. So that's those are just uh, you know a couple of technological advancements or the progress that is happening. Yeah. Now let's understand a different dimension of this technology change. Um, uh, you know, which is in connection with that uh, sharing or gig economy. We'll come to that. What is the sharing economy all about? You know, we 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 all know. Uh, you know, you you go and work for a company, you get a monthly paycheck. And you continue in the job for, um, you know, so 20, 30 years or 15 years, you change your company and all that. Now, sharing and gig economy in a very layman terminology, you may not have a fixed job. It's basically the revenue sharing is what they call. That's how the sharing economy uh, name. You will not have a fixed job continuously to do. That does not mean that you will not have work to do. You will still have work to do, but it will be in bits and pieces. At the same time, individuals will be working as freelancers for three different companies. Absolutely, They're going to trade their time for money with three different companies or four different companies. Okay. Morning, couple of hours, I'm going to be working for this company, executing this specific set of work or delivering this specific set of project or this specific task. Now, afternoon, I will take a couple more hours and work on another project. This is uh, for another company. And in the evening, I will develop something on my own. I will build something on my own. Yeah. Now, if you look at on the given work day of 8 to 10 hours, individuals will be working in t- three different you know, jobs in three different, uh, uh, for three different companies. Let's put it that way. Or three, three different contracts. Contracts for all probability. So the freelance work, contract-based work, this is more of a dynamic work. I would, I mean, just to put it, uh, uh, professional contracts. Yeah, yeah professional contracts. Yeah. Yes. So put it that way, uh, if you that makes easy. So this is how it is going to change. So the point to be noted, sharing economy or gig economy and the technological advancements uh, is the crucial factor that is influencing the world of work. Technology advancement is actually automating all the repetitive mundane tasks. Sharing gig economy is pushing both the employer and the employee towards shareable, uh, you know, resource sharing, skill sharing. It has to be uh, uh, so. Now, as a parent uh, uh, to a, a teenager or to an youngster, how much are we aware? Are we still thinking? Uh, are we still thinking with the mindset of ni- early nineties, thinking that I finished my I, I finished my engineering? Even my son or a daughter would finish engineering or do uh, you know some science based course, and obviously they're going to get into some kind of work. It still may be true, but it is going to be very dynamic. Don't expect it to be the way we have been doing it. So if we are not ready now, the question could be: Okay, let it change. You know, we have come across so many changes and our next generation is smart enough to uh, adapt those changes. Now, the biggest question is, are we informed? How many of us are informed about COVID is going to happen in our lifetime? Zero. 
zero except except for a few uh, you know uh, those uh, professionals in the medical or a research field they, they are not sure about it but as a common man are we aware no and how difficult or challenging was it for us to adapt to this new normal in our life so let's uh, uh, let's look at it uh, you know from that perspective uh, you know my friends here so it's very important technological advancements is changing the job landscape altogether the gig economy and sharing economy this is going to be the new normal in the work let's put it that way not because of covid because of the overall uh, you know uh, enhancements of the development that is taking place so this is factor number 1 that as parents as students we all should be aware of now i'll bring up the next very important uh, you know or uh, you may want to call it as a trend i would still call it as a factor let's look at uh, earlier we were applying until recent past until uh, you know 5 years ago uh, until 8 years ago everybody who was looking for a job or work they were applying or they were looking for a role to perform yes i am going to perform a role of a software engineer i am going to perform a role of a surgeon i am going to perform a role of a lawyer i am looking for a role of some x y or uh, or z this is how it it has been now gone are the days already it will be no longer role it will be all based on skill yes now the role concept is already diminishing and it is um, it's eventually it's going to get away it is going to be skills this transformation has already started now here i would like to uh, you know quote something uh, a, a famous quote from uh, i believe this is from charles darwin um, you know it is not it is neither the the strongest nor the fittest will survive actually it is the one which is adaptable to change who is going to survive yeah. this is a famous quote from charles darwin it is apt and covid has given us enough lessons you know those who are able to quickly adapt to this online virtual world were able to transform could actually see some sustenance not so much of dip in their revenues those who are not they felt lost in the game of course slowly everybody learned the tricks and trades right so that's how it is so it is no longer roles the job landscape or the work landscape more than saying a job is actually going to be the skill based so the focus will be less on roles my friends and it will be more on the skills and skills we can't settle down with a specific technical skill we have to build a lot of in our children as parents as grown ups we have to take time and educate them first of all we should be informed about it build those skills i mean we are not trying to do any blame game or pointing fingers our education system has got its own course of doing but still as elders and parents it is our responsibility to inculcate certain 21st century skills if we wish our children to succeed in their lives in their careers and these skills are not only to survive in the workspace even to survive as an individual in the growing uh, you know advanced society yeah so that is another um, you know trend or as a factor we could uh, you know touch upon this i would i would uh, take one more uh, uh, you know uh, aspect of there's something called a hybrid working this is another factor uh, which is actually trending yeah we all most of us have started our careers with an office based work delivery now what will be the future or what is the evolution that is taking place let's let's little elaborate little bit here there are three main models when we talk about work there are centralized workplaces there are decentralized or remote organizations and the new normal is the best of both worlds which we call it as a hybrid now in the years to come which which we have already been seeing but in the years to come 
nobody is going to care from where you are delivering your work from where you are discharging your duties unless uh, a specific set of careers where your physical presence is required yeah but a majority of them whether you have delivered with high quality with high standards they don't care if you're sitting in a coffee shop or you're sitting in your home or you are on the move as long as you're delivering you're delivering it of course this may not fulfill all the requirements of culture building or you know organization building and all which would still require a physical presence so this is why we are going to call it as a hybrid model of working which yeah. is already evolving and we have been seeing lot of uh, uh, you know discussion uh in the corporate world you know especially narayan muthi has been advocating uh, you know this is not uh, helping the, the remote work or the work from home is not helping in building the organization culture or momentum towards uh, you know delivering uh, uh, the uh, larger goal larger vision which is which is relatively true and i would uh, also you know I'm a big fan of that you know argument but at the same time you know, look at the other advantages and you know um, uh, and i would like to touch upon some social aspect also uh, based on uh, you know my understanding the smaller towns and the villages are going to grow because of this yes absolutely. it is not just going to be the the um, you know the havoc uh, you know the city uh, you know uh, urban living you look at any uh, you know metro or any major city in india it's like it's like a hell in the traffic right? and we would contribute you know indirectly we would contribute to reducing that carbon footprint yes. you know by not polluting these larger uh, but we may still require it it may be some 80 20 or 70 30 that equation i'm i'm not an expert in that area i think uh, the 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 world is trying to sort it out but this is going to be the trend that's how the predictions have been made yeah hybrid working even schools you know look at in the western world even the education is in a hybrid model for, since many years we in our country my as per my understanding it is that since the technology advancement has not at the pace what some of the western countries have gone through that is the only bottleneck especially the internet connectivity is only yeah. the bottleneck where we could not uh, embrace that model but sooner it's going to be uh, even the education is going to be uh, out of a 5 6 day school or college two days will be at school or three or four days will be uh, you know home learning so that's how it is going to be so so i would sum it up one the technology progress and the sharing or gig economy these are the major uh, you know top one i would call as the factors that are influencing the world of work so let's be prepared ourselves let's prepare our uh, you know children our uh, our children youngsters don't let them live with the dream of they're going to come work for a company you know for the next 20 years or uh, 25 of course they're smart enough than us i must say that these youngsters are smarter than us so that's factor number one the technology progress and the gig or sharing economy that's one number two the working uh, space model centralized remote decentralized versus the best of the world best of the both worlds the hybrid working and the other important factor and it's already been trending is basically it is no longer a role based work it is going to be a skill based work it it has actually been always been a skill based work but the emphasis has been more on a role more than a skill but since this sharing economy is going to be uh, you know booming in the years to come multiple skills cross functional skills and it is not necessarily only technical skills it has to be those 21st century life skills need to be inculcated in our youngsters in our children these factors are going to play a key role in the work in the world of work so it's very important i would urge all the viewers who are watching this uh, you know um, uh, video please take out some time 
go through these, uh, you know, here we are trying to create that awareness because there's a lot of information that you need to go and find out. I gave you references, World Economic Forum, McKinsey, Gartner, KPMG, all these Forrester, Forbes, they conduct a lot of uh, uh, research and surveys and predictions, a lot of futurist, uh, you know, podcasts. Pick up whatever you like, uh, you know, from any of those. There's a lot of information available this is all a reliable information. Please raise that awareness among yourself and then percolate down into our youngsters, our children, so that they are very much informed. They don't uh, get into a surprise because the mindset today is I complete my engineering in my fourth year. I get a campus selection. I'm going to get selected to Google, Microsoft or X or Y or Z, or I'm going to go uh, do my master's and then I'm going to get a uh, you know work permit to do. I'm going to get, get hired by the Cisco's or Oracle's or these kind of companies or for that matter in any other sector. Those days are soon going to end. You will still work, but it's going to be sharing model. It's going to be on a freelance model. It is no longer one career, one role. It is multiple career, multiple roles. As many skills you have, as much of work you can do, the more you would enjoy. And it's also predicted these youngsters, you know, one of the surveys uh, uh, have been predicted that, you know, um, uh, in our lifetime, as parents to these, uh, you know, teenage children these days, you know, probably we would have uh, switched, uh, you know, a couple of companies or maybe three throughout that, uh, you know, 20, 25, 30 years of, uh, uh, you know, large span of uh, career. Now the youngsters uh, who are going to hit work uh, starting 2025 or already started hitting work, uh, world of work, uh, they are going to change these roles uh, pretty rapidly. You know, for us, it is a big, huge uh, transformation, huge change management. For them, it's very kind of dynamic. That's already been trending. And the, the, the youngsters over the last five to eight years of time have been, you know, we have been witnessing, especially in India, in the initial five years of their career, in that specific role, they would have changed at least three companies. That's how the trend has been. But that's again dangerous because they are only looking for hopping from here to there without not really understanding the world of work transformation towards, uh, you know, uh, which the factors what we actually discussed. So it's very crucial. My urge to all of them, all of you once again is basically be aware, find out a reliable source from the references, what I've quoted earlier and read more details uh, this is basically this conversation is icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. And so, the whole so, idea was to bring uh, the top level awareness. Yeah, and that's absolutely. exactly what we are trying to achieve. I mean, I mean, taking some cues from your answer. So the, uh, the scope of work or the way work is going to happen in future, obviously it is going to be skill-based. Yeah. So as some of the futurists uh, have predicted, what happened in the last 100 years is going to radically happen more rapidly in the next 10 years. Absolutely, absolutely. So if that is the pace, which means that we don't even know what's going to pan out in the next 10 years, actually. So which means that uh, probably the skill which is relevant today may not be relevant five years down the line. Absolutely. So uh, the young people have that mindset, should have the mindset that uh, if you have learned something, fine. If you're able to use it, fine. Otherwise, you should also quickly be able to unlearn and relearn something new, which is going to be relevant for your survival. I think that is what is required because what has happened, especially in the knowledge sector, is that uh, skills which are repetitive in nature or programs which are repetitive in nature, the AI and the machine learning uh, will take over. Absolutely. There is no doubt about it. So yeah. what you need to really focus on is what are the skills which are required for which human being is required, where Absolutely. human thinking is required, emotions are required, intelligence is required. That is where uh, you need to continue to focus. And uh, 
I don't think we also, I think both of us don't even know what's going to pan out in the next 10 years because we don't know what's going to be the Absolutely. reality. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm sorry to I mean, uh, chime in. Yeah. You know, Dell Technologies have done an exhaustive, uh, uh, you know, research and surveys and all. And they have predicted that. And it, this, this is quite popular in the, uh, um, you know, and in fact, this tweet by Michael Dell or his report submission to the world has gone viral. Um, this happened a few years ago. This is the crux of it. The jobs, 85% of the jobs which we are going to witness in 2030, we don't know what they are. Absolutely. 85% of jobs in 2030 across the world are not known as on data. So that means we are preparing our children for the unknown future. Now, thinking that my son or daughter uh, is a graduate or a postgraduate in this specific discipline, does that assure your child who's going to hit work, say about five to six years down the line, is it going to assure them a stable, progressive career or a reliable career? We don't know that as well. So it is relying upon these technical qualifications alone is going to be a counterproductive for our youngsters in the years to come. They have to build life skills and we call them from a context called 21st century skills. What are those skills? Leadership, collaboration, team management, critical thinking, problem solving, emotional intelligence, a lot of such skills which are very crucial, which are going to play a key role in, adapt, in ad, having them adapt to these changes. And the change is unknown. So if you're prepared, and these are the skills that machines can never possess. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if that is going to happen down the line 20 years either. No, obviously, I mean, you can't train a machine to think emotionally. To be emotional. You know, yes. At least that is not going to happen. I'm, that, yeah. At least as on date, we stand the technology and you can't make a machine emotional. I mean, right? just to give a simplified... Uh, understanding of what is a machine machine is basically thinking about zero and one so for a, every every question the machine can think in zeros and ones which means that it has got both ways to think the only advantage of a machine is that it, it can think in a second billion number of times okay but ultimately the feeling what human being has that feeling a machine cannot bring Emotion, uh, uh, that is something which is very human and that is something which we need to continue to develop upon uh, in our children. And, and, and that's what I think uh, Mr. Ramakrishna mentioned that we need to keep uh, inculcating the 21st century skills in our children. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now that we have told that what is not uh, what is not known in the future so to which are the broad direction in which people should go so that there is a possibility of some kind of career path need not be a job but at least the career path and what could be those broad directions yeah absolutely absolutely see um, you know though we are, um, a few minutes ago though we have mentioned that uh, you know technical qualification alone cannot get us uh, you know where we want that does not mean that technical qualification or the hard skill is going to become obsolete definitely not you need to be a subject matter expertise no doubt about it whether you want to be in a healthcare field or you want to be in the information technology or you want to be in the commerce area or whatever area one need to be a subject matter expert in that specific area which they chose, whether it is a life science or pharmaceuticals, whatever it is, no doubt about it. But the way forward to look at one top three skills that are required for any role in this sector, in this field, yes, that has to be looked upon very clearly. And do I possess that skill? Do I have a natural advantage? If not, can I inculcate, can I develop over the years? This has to be the thought shift which has to happen from only thinking of doing a specific academic program. And this has to start as early as possible, right from at least from an eighth grade onwards. It has to start. The skill development 
has to happen at least as early as eighth grade, if not earlier, on the skill development. What are those skills? What are my interests about careers? And what specific skills? I'm not talking about, okay, if I want to get into healthcare and medicine, then I have to be uh, specialized with biology as my base academic qualification, which is fine. But is that alone sufficient? Do you have an empathy if you want to become a uh, you know consulting surgeon? Did you build that empathy? Why? Let's take a very very common uh, example. Why not all the consult consulting medical practitioners are successful in equal level? In equal level. Yeah. And when you when you want to go and consult a medical practitioner, who would you prefer? You won't go to anybody and everybody. You will take a lot of references. You will do a lot of enough background, uh, uh, you know, reviews and all those checks and see that somebody who has actually that empathy. You know, it is in olden ways, it is said that 50% of your disease or claimed disease will be cured by an empathetic touch by a doctor. Absolutely. More than a medicine that you're actually intaking. Now that makes uh, you know uh, um, people successful, the medical practitioners successful. Now you are extremely good in biology as an academic subject. Wonderful, you're qualified from a hard skill standpoint. But by nature, as a person, are you empathetic enough? If you are not a people person, if you don't have empathy naturally, or if you don't make an effort to develop that empathetic skill will you be successful this was there earlier also this is not something new this is not some new rocket science that is invented it was there earlier but but nowadays it is it has become a very crucial factor earlier yeah. if you are uh, you know a highly qualified person in that medical field you have a job today plus you have that empathy otherwise you will be isolated Absolutely. Now look at this. Uh, uh, look at this. Another example of uh, uh, you know farming, which is uh, which is like uh, you know everybody. A uh, lot of us uh, from an Indian context, we take it for granted. A lot of youngsters they don't even know how this farming happens and how our food grains are produced and all. And in the years to come, it is all precision farming, vertical farming. And how many of us really know that if you go to Japan and see, they grow paddy in ships. They don't, I mean, they don't have huge land space they don't like have we him. do. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. and like we do. They don't have huge farm fields like we do. Look at some of those, uh, read about Israel. Small country, not a huge country. But look at the level of farming they do. Precision, vertical farming. You don't literally need a land. And it is going to be still organic. Yeah. And, and another example in the field of uh, uh, you know medicine and healthcare, uh, the, the development of artificial heart is still in progress. So we soon are going to witness, uh, uh, you know, for for a patient who need whose heart uh, becomes completely dysfunctional, can have an artificial heart in the years to come. And and uh, and for those uh, uh, non-vegetarian uh, you know friends who are watching this, in the years to come, the meat will be produced in laboratories. You're not going to butcher these animals any longer. It's called as a cultured meat. Synthetic meat or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a cultured meat, but with all the, the proteins, yeah. yeah, ingredients, all well taken care. But now the question is, you know, how well it will work, it won't work, that there's a lot of debate going on, you know. Um, but, but this is the level of advancement. Earlier, I talked about IBM Watson. For those, uh, you know, friends who are aspiring to uh, make their children or uh, the youngsters who are looking to become a legal professional. Mind you, many corners in the world, they've stopped hiring a legal advisor. They started buying these machines from IBM and other companies to give them a legal advice. Now, if you want to be successful in the profession of legal, you be learn the skills of what makes it different of being a legal advisor versus an advocate. Your communication, your defending ability, your ability to understand your client's position. Critical it is not thinking. just, yeah, 
critical thinking it is not just about uh, which penal code uh, you know will it attract to that subject matter that ai will find out ai will find and tell you <laughs> within no time you know and then the references of uh, the history of these a similar case that ai will tell you yeah but but using all that information how well can you defend your client yeah. which a machine cannot do so so look at it in one of my sessions with a group of uh, uh, education leaders they were not ready to believe this then i had to give them uh, uh, references go and read it and talk to the organizations who have already started hiring these machines for a legal advice uh, it's it's again a paradigm we are most of us are in machines are going to come and stay and they're going to take off those uh, uh, you know repeat and mundane tasks kind of jobs so most of us of think that you know if machines are going to come they're going to replace we may not have any work to do no equal and more amount of new roles will be created which we don't know yet so you have to have a skill for that so the future is going to be man plus machine yeah you have to work besides uh, Uh, and a robot or a machine which we have already started doing in some pockets look yeah, at the yeah. manufacturing sector hmm. how much transformation has it happened so so those are some of the examples and the point i would reiterate what is the direction the direction is very simple <clears throat> if you want to make a career in a specific sector or in a specific field pretty good that's a good starting point the first question which most of us would answer is what academic qualification do i need if i want to make a profit if i want to make a career in this field or in this sector don't stop your thought or your direction only at that point what skills do i need to develop i'm not talking about hard skills your academic qualification your technical qualifications will take care of that what soft skill what life skill do i have to develop and if we don't pay attention to that then i think we are not preparing our children our youngsters enough agreed and i'm sure in some of us who are uh, in that mid career and all we would have already seen uh, you know that threat or we would have already witnessed because of this technology advancements in some organizations have been hard pushing those mid career professionals to reskill themselves unlearn and relearn reskill yourself even reskilling is uh, is kind of a an an old uh, you know trend it is unlearning and relearning yes. completely you have to learn something new yes i will give a very interesting topic uh, example uh, mr ravi kumar who is from infosys he was speaking on a podcast recently and uh, i will refer that in the show note what he is saying is that their requirement of manpower is actually increasing uh so what they are thinking apart from the normal way of recruiting people what they are they have started doing experiment is that they have tried to train the bank teller uh, executives the people who are you know working as teller uh, counters mm-hmm. they are training them Uh, to 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 be to become the cyber security specialist or cyber security officers in the it sector okay so which means that it is totally unlearning what you know and relearning or learning something completely new yeah yeah absolutely i think so what yeah, they are re- thinking they are actually trying to think okay what are the basic human skill these people have Right. and can we train them to do something which is completely new yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah. that's uh, something which is uh, totally amazing and different i mean if this is the way things are going to go yeah uh, i think we as parents have to understand this very clearly that if we have that open mindset that uh, okay so as parents i know i mean even i have got two young children who have to you know get into some kind of uh, career so i can understand the pain of the or the frustration of the parents also but if you look at broadly what are the directions so first of all 
the world today is 7.5 billion people 750 crore people on this earth yeah and by the end of this century it is estimated that it will become 1100 crore in india we are about 1.45 crore 1.45 billion or about 145 crore people in india and we will continue to grow i think it is estimated that uh, india will remain young fairly young till about 2050 2060 so if we have so much of people across the world obviously we will need food we will need energy we will need healthcare and obviously the the technology will only grow so as parents if we can broadly think about these sectors guide your children to go into whichever technical or whichever direction which can cater to these broad segments or 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 uh, areas of services then they will have a fairly good uh, profession uh, professional life i mean they may not get into a full time job i mean they may start with a job but then ultimately they will actually start doing multiple number of contracts as they go along as they get a hang of what they are good at uh, so would you agree with that point no no absolutely it is it is very important i think uh, uh, in, in this uh, uh, in this uh, series of uh, videos we uh, were able to cover the factors and the evol- evolving trends with some examples and references maybe it's a good idea to see what are those uh, some of the future predicted careers uh, as a futuristic careers maybe we could uh, pick up some of those top 10 futuristic careers uh, and uh, and then do another uh, uh, you know video on that uh, absolutely i think we should uh, do that so, yeah maybe that that actually uh, you know calls for another topic uh, yeah. as a continuation to this one So Absolutely. that way, what happens is, uh, you know, most of our viewers and, of course, all the grown-ups and youngsters, they get an idea. What are some of those careers? Everybody talks about futuristic careers, and what have been predicted so far? Though most of it is kind of unpredicted and it's kind of precarious. So I think uh, we should, uh, uh, you know, segmentize and then pick up some of those and then see twenty thirty. How is it going to look like? What are these careers? Uh, typical roles. Twenty forty. What are those typical roles, and what are actually going to uh, you know vanish from the landscape? Yeah, from that work landscape, which has already happened. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I would urge uh, you know Mishra ji, maybe you want to consider that as another topic for one of our upcoming uh, definitely. Uh, you I know, think sessions. we should do that. I think that really needs a much deeper conversation and much deeper discussion, and uh, bring out uh, the the broad direction so that. Uh, Uh, people who are watching us and and following us they they get a a little more closer look as to what exactly they should be uh, targeting with respect to career as a option going forward absolutely absolutely i think we have been able to cover a decent ground with respect to uh, in terms of sensitizing the fact that uh, one uh, of course the information overload on the young children will continue to happen we can't stop that and that's the reality of today uh, only thing is uh, probably i i saw your youngest son you know asking for permission so i think you started quite early with him but who are already in their teens and and beyond that i think uh, that that uh, luxury is gone uh, but i think what we need to do as uh, as informed parents is that keep nudging and keep pushing and and bringing the sanity in terms of discussion within your family and and be open to uh, to to what's happening in the uh, in the yeah. world of the work and so that uh, the the direction in which your children are taking uh, is the right direction and it is stable with respect to what they would like to do Uh, otherwise the fancy ideas uh, can be quite dangerous uh, for for young children not to really uh, fall trap of yeah yeah uh, absolutely and i think uh, i think i i i don't know if i mentioned it already maybe we should also uh, look at for the benefit of our viewers uh, we should also look at uh, um, you know what are those key literacy skills that one need to develop uh, including the grown ups 
because we are so much engrossed into uh, the happenings uh, into the routine way of uh, our lifestyles uh, we are uh, losing track of uh, on some of those very important factors uh, and we are not able to uh, you know pass that advantage uh, since we are not aware we don't have an opportunity to pass it to the our uh, you know youngsters next generation so i think uh, um, what are those very specific literacy skills that uh, each parent should actually be aware and then make sure that the children are also equally uh, uh, you know learn those skills basically Absolutely. maybe we I could look we... at uh, that as another topic for our future uh, i think we should do uh, that it, this really is a very important discussion and uh, we must actually work on that uh, i think both the uh, topics which you talked about those are very very important topics and uh, since many of these children will be into their you know summer break and uh, the parents also have a opportunity to restart or reset the discussion with respect to career uh, planning and guidance i think uh, we we will definitely attempt these two topics as soon as possible and release it uh, so that right. our listeners and viewers are benefited out of that but i think uh, we really packed it today uh, with lot of information and uh, yeah. as always uh, you have been always very very factful with a, a lot of data a lot of research and and of course your articulation about any topic is fantastic so i'm sure our viewers and listeners will greatly benefit for this uh, from this conversation yeah uh, absolutely i would like to thank you once again for investing your time today thank you it's always pleasure to be with you uh, mishra ji and uh, and i think we should uh, continue to do this and thank you so much uh, for having me once again here thank you so much thank you hope you enjoyed this episode we sincerely wish you could take something from our conversation today and be able to apply it to your life in a positive way We value your feedback. This can help us improve our future episodes. So share your thoughts to serve you better. If you want us to focus on a topic which you think is of importance, let us know. We will share our expertise in future episodes. So, see you soon with a new topic and help you in your career journey.